only one answering me. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. All right. So welcome. Happy Wednesday. I see some other people coming in. So um, it's nice weather tonight, isn't it? Yeah, it is. We're getting there. And we and Kylan brought some pumpkins home today. So what what day was this that I was gone? Friday. Friday, I was gone last Friday. And Kylan, if anybody, he sneaks new things in the house to like I'm not gonna notice it. Cause I'm like a big believer in the seasons, right? We gotta have this season and then we go to the next season. And when I was gone on Friday, um, I came home. And there was, it was like fall had thrown up in my house. So there were leaves and pumpkins and stuff hanging on my door. So I guess it's, it's now fall. So anyway. So, okay. So the announcements. We just have a couple. Um, Friday's bowling. I'm really, I'm really excited about this, although I'm not good at it. So that's okay. That's okay. So um, we have had a request that you guys, now, now, I understand this might be hard, but if you guys could get there like maybe 10 minutes before seven. Wait, right, Mike? I felt like it no, I'm not looking. <laughs> Reisners, no, I'm just joking. So, so if we could get there about 10 minutes till, um, it's from seven to nine. You guys know the drill, you don't have to pay for anything there unless you want food and then you have to buy your own food so other than that just come and we'll have a really good time i'm excited about it um so saturday october 8th we're gonna have a bonfire at at our at kyle and i's place for the women um it is going to be at 6 p.m so i think what we're gonna do is um i kylan is there a sign up back there already there's a sign up back there I would love to have a sign up only because I want to have, um, I think we're gonna serve like chili. So I wanna know how much to make, but then I'm gonna ask those who come, here's what I wanna do. Kinda have a contest, maybe not a contest, but I want your best fall dessert. Okay? So I'm telling you that now because we've got like a month. So think about it, okay? And it's not just pumpkin. It doesn't have to be just pumpkin. We got apples, we got pecans, all sorts of things, right? So, and then vegetables. Um, so anybody who's been here, we have vegetables back there. There are peppers. They're hot. <laughs> We've had some kids try them. They're hot. Um, and then I think there's spaghetti squash and tomatoes and all that sort of stuff. So please take it. Um, we need to get rid of it. There's a lot of it. So, and I think that's it. Is that it? All right. You said yes. Pat says I'm done. Okay. All right. All right. So everybody go ahead and stand up. We're going to, we're going to worship together.
want to speak the name of Jesus Oh 
I just, I feel like I'm supposed to remind someone that you get to use his name and how powerful it is that we can use the King of King and Lord of Lord, that we get to call upon his name, that he has given us authority here on earth to use his holy name. I don't know about you, but if my dad was famous, I'd be using his name. I'd be getting tables at all the right places and I'd be getting the best seats. And that is the father that we serve, where he can give us the best of the best of the best, where he can anoint us with his Holy Spirit and we can be filled with his presence. So we're gonna sing that verse, shout Jesus from the mountains. Shout Jesus from the streets.
me while I'm working. Like the foghorn. Whoa, I'm scared to stand up here. Wow. You can you can turn me down just a little bit, Chris, or something. Well, it's good to have you live streamers. It's good to have you. I got I got some ring. Turn it down a little bit. If that came through on the live stream, I'm sorry, but probably woke you up too. When I was, uh, when I was a youth pastor, um, our youth facility was kind of spread out a little bit in the back of, of, of the church. It's different rooms, big, a couple were big rooms. So when it was time for church to start, we literally had a foghorn that we blare through the facility, go, wah, wah, you know what I'm talking about? Well, one time we did a, a, an overnighter with the, with the boys. So I had, like, I had like 60 or 70 teenage boys sleeping on the floor of, of, our, of our youth sanctuary. And that morning we were gonna go play paintball and whatever. And I got up, it was like 6.30. I'm like,
everything back up for us. Somebody stepped on the power cord and unplugged it. Um, anyways, I'll tell the story while they're getting that back together. Um, so I wanted to wake all the boys up, so I had that foghorn. I turned the sound system up as loud as go, and I just hit that thing. And it was like the rapture. You see all these bodies go when they jump off the floor. And it was, I thought it was pretty funny. Anyways, um, they didn't think it was funny, but I did. So anyways, we won't do that to you, maybe. All right, tithes and offering. If you have something to give, go ahead and, and prep that envelopes and chairs in front of you. If not, wave your hand around. One of the ushers will help you out. And I'll, I'll pray over that, and you can, you can bring it down. Um, when you're ready. Lord, we thank you to continue in our worship tonight and our giving, and I praise you, Jesus, uh, for your ever-present provision in our lives, Lord, and you're constantly opening doors, making ways, doing the things that only you can do, Lord. So all the things in this world belong to you, and, and it's your good pleasure to provide for the creation that you made, and we thank you for the goodness of your provision. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. Bring it on down if you have it. And uh, like we said, Friday night's bowling. We're looking forward to it, so come on out. And um, the ladies' uh, bonfire night, sign up for that. Michael having an announcement Sunday about a Sycamore House um, fundraiser coming up, so we'll look forward to hearing about that. We'd love to support the Sycamore House and all of that. So, anyways, if you got your Bible, open up to Acts chapter 16. We're going we're to do a series for a little bit here on Wednesdays uh, called Hearing God's Voice. I believe that God is more present in your life than you realize. And I think, I think sometimes we, we don't understand how, how tangible and real the Spirit of God, obviously he's within you, so his presence is there. But I also believe within that that God still speaks. I believe that God can personally direct, guide, comfort, uh, encourage, uh, give wisdom. Now, there, are, there are people who do not believe that once uh, the canon of the Bible was closed, in other words, the, the church was established in the book of Acts and the epistles to the churches, that God speaks in the way that we see him speak in Scripture. They, they just think that the only way you can get God's voice or his, his word is through the Bible. I believe that, but I also believe that God still speaks in the way that we see evidence in the Scriptures. Um, you know, just, just as we see in the Bible, you know, like in Genesis chapter 3, when, when uh, God called Moses from the burning bush, God called out to him. Or when he uh, called Abram to follow him, it, it was a, a calling. Um, I believe that, like, like John the Revelator, he heard a voice and, and the, the visions of God came to him. Um, I believe that uh, the gifts of the Spirit, if you think about 1 Corinthians 12 and the different gifts of the Spirit, um, those can't function in your life without the leading direction at times, the, the voice of God. So I believe from, from the beginning, and, and God uh, walking in the garden with Adam, and he was a very tangible, uh, a real relationship, and even after the fall of man's sin, God is constantly seeking to break into our world, and I believe that he's constantly present, and he will lead us and guide us in a very personal way. Um, so we're going to talk about hearing the voice of God over the next handful of Wednesdays. I believe God answers your prayer. 
in ways that's leading. I believe in stills wisdom. All these different ways that we could talk about God leading us directly and personally. So Acts chapter 16. I want, I want to go to um, maybe sort of an obscure passage that kind of picks up in the middle of, of some things that Paul's doing. But just kind of give an example of the direct leading of God that we can find in the scriptures. Acts chapter 16 and uh, verse number 6. And it says there, and they, Paul and his companions, went through the region of Phygia and Galatia. Now, this is very interesting. Listen to the wording here. Having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. In other words, take the gospel there. And when they had come up to Mycenae, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, there's a whole lot of stuff going on right there. But the first thing I want you to see is at the very end there, that God was personally directing and calling Paul and his disciples to do something. You know God will do that for you. Now, here's what I know. Let me, let me, let me kind of demystify this a little bit. What I discovered being a youth pastor for all the years that I was a youth pastor was when kids hit 16, 17, 18, even after graduation, 19, they're all searching for this big, giant life purpose. What am I supposed to do with my life? Stop looking for that. What is God just telling you to do right now? That's purpose. That's the biggest purpose you can have is your today. Now, now if he does do things like callings, like I felt called to go uh, be a pastor, yeah, that, somebody will say, well, that's a big life calling. But just understand that God will lead you in your every days if you're paying attention. Right? Quit, quit looking for the big, sometimes we look for the big stuff so much we miss what's right here. Your today moments are important. Okay? And I, I don't know what series it was recently we were talking. You have to learn how to pay attention to God. Because if he is that present with you, then in order to be in that kind of communion with him, you simply have to pay attention to him. You know, you, the Holy Spirit resides inside of you, but you can ignore him all day long with the busyness of everything that's out here. You've got to learn how to slow down and pay attention, right? So God will uh, direct us, and he'll lead us, and he'll guide us, even in a way that we think, well, Paul's big picture, he's a big missionary, he's doing all this, this great stuff. Don't, don't make that too hard. That God every day will have a tangible relationship with you if you pay attention to him. But I think it's really interesting that some of the things happening here, like uh, earlier what we read, he, he, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go to Asia and preach the gospel. 
then they went to go somewhere else, and it says in the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Now, it doesn't say specifically how that happened. Was it an audible word? Was it just a feeling? Was it somebody uh, uh, kind of said something to them and they took that as confirmation about stuff? It doesn't really say, but we find that even in things not to do, the Holy Spirit will lead you in that also. So how many have ever been praying about something, an answer to something, and the answer you got was no. Anybody? What, you know, that's as, that's as good as a yes because a, a no ultimately is a yes. A no somewhere here is a yes somewhere else. Because we see that they were forbidden, told not to go to these two places, and because they obeyed, then Paul has a vision. Now, again, it doesn't say how the Holy Spirit was directing him up to this point, but then Paul then actually literally during the night has a vision, maybe a dream, maybe, maybe he woke up and he sees, whatever this vision means, he saw a man, a Macedonian man, saying, hey, come over to us. And Paul said, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to me, let's go. And I, th I think, I have to check on this, but I think that turned into maybe Paul's second missionary journey or something like that. But the thing is that, this entire time, Paul is actively seeking to do things with his life. That's, that's, that's important. Let's, let's say and Paul was a tent maker. He did some different things like that. Let's just say Paul sat somewhere, was making tents, and was hoping God would tell him to do something. I'm not sure if the activity of the Holy Spirit was, has been as strong as that he was active and after things, and doing things. And in his doing things, he got some no's and he got some yeses because of his activity. You see what I'm getting at? So the Holy Spirit's leading him. Certainly we know that the great things that happened because of uh, Paul hearing this call to Macedonia, but he was being led by the Spirit in different ways. So there are different ways that the Holy Spirit can lead us and guide us and speak to us, encourage us, give us wisdom, different ways it happens. So what we want to do over the next handful of weeks is just talk about those different ways. So we see here we have a, a literally a, a vision. Those can be from God. You can have dreams. You can have visions. God, as we see in the Scriptures, God can speak audibly to us. Uh, we see in the Scriptures that sometimes it's just the instilling of wisdom. You ask for wisdom. We'll, we'll talk about wisdom next Wednesday. Ask for wisdom, and then that shows up in the decisions of your life. But God seeks to be involved in your everyday the decisions of your life if you let him. I believe in beyond that, that if you're sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit, that he'll get involved in the trivial things of your life too. The things that you don't think mean anything, but to him, he, he's doing some work. He's, he's got some business. He's got some appointments. See what I'm saying? And I think this example we've used here before, but it'd be kind of like um, if tomorrow, if I don't pack a lunch and I decide to go out and, and grab some lunch in town somewhere, if I'm driving to this certain place to pick up some food, that's very trivial. Does God really care where I catch lunch? Not really, unless he does. And then he can tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, don't go here, let's go over here. Why? Maybe I don't know, but me, I need to listen because when I show up there, then maybe something is there. Maybe there's a person, there's, there's a prayer, there's, there's something there by the leading. 
So it's not just involving God in your decision-making, but also to be sensitive enough that when he taps you on the shoulder that you're able to hear, listen, and then obey. But here's the big thing about hearing the voice of God. It makes no difference to hear the voice of God if you don't obey when he speaks. That shows up big in conviction. Do you know conviction is the voice of God? Right? But how often do we, we ignore the conviction of the Holy Spirit and keep on in our business when he was saying, hey, you know, warning flag, boop, boop, the lights are flashing, like we're oblivious to it. But we know, we know. We, we may have shoved that voice down so much it was just, just bleeping a little bit in the back of our brain, but we know, we, we get it. Do you pay attention? Are you paying attention to him? So a couple things. I'm going to give you a couple super basic things to start with tonight. These are going to be things you go, well, I know that. I know you know it, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to remind you. Two things. Here's the first one. Psalm 119, 105, it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my what? The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. Not only so we don't stumble, but shows you the way to go. Right? Now, that's very specifically talking about the law of God that he had given, okay? But we know that, that the word of God expands beyond the Mosaic law. So the word of God that we live by is a lamp to our feet so we don't stumble and a light for the path that we take in life. That God, again, he's keeping us upright and he's keeping us moving in the ways of righteousness. Now, a couple things about it. First is this. That means... The Bible is the foundation of hearing the voice of God. Now, again, you don't need to be a theologian. You don't have to go to Bible school and learn, learn Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic. You don't have to do all that stuff. But you, you should be a person of the Word. Because all things are, are tested by the Word, Right? Things are guided by his word. You have to learn. So, so in other words, we're, we're charismatic if you didn't know that. We're Pentecostal. Pentecostals and charismatic love to hear all the word out here. And we often have a tendency because we like the experience. We're not enough here. We got to start here because that puts the experience in the right place. Does that make sense? So it, this is a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. Now, here's another point about this is, the biggest thing that the word is going to do for you is keep you in the paths of righteousness. Again, it makes no sense to want to get the direction and leading of God if you're not interested in being on the paths of righteousness. Right? So, so I, I, said I could pray, I could pray that my marriage is a good marriage, and I should pray that. 
but is my marriage ultimately going to be good? Can God answer that and help me do that if I'm not interested in staying on the path of righteousness in the first place? No. I could pray that God helps me in this, a career-making decision, which he will give me wisdom, but what's the point of, of, of making the right decision in the career if I'm not on the paths of righteousness in the first place? So the biggest way that we hear the voice and the leading of God is that he teaches us how to live the abundant life of freedom from sin. That's the biggest thing. It's number one. Then after that, everything is added unto you. Okay? But we got to be people that through the help, the conviction, the leading of the Holy Spirit, we stay in the paths of righteousness. Amen. So the word is the biggest way. Here, here's the second way. And you know this, I know this. you got to be a person of prayer and worship and even times of fasting. Okay? Because it is in that that you learn the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Galatians, it gives the fruit of the Spirit, then, then it goes into, and, and let us keep in step with who? Keep in step with the Spirit. Right? But you can't keep in step with the Spirit unless you know his leading. Right? This, 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 is, this is about discernment. This is about uh, understanding his presence and, and those kind of things. The biggest way you learn that is by being a person in prayer. So when you worship, do we invoke the presence of God to be tangible with us? Yep, that's where you learn. You learn him, right? So prayer and worship and even fasting, fasting is, is in a way emptying yourself out so you can hear clearly. It's teaching you to, to be a person who is attentive because I'm not just going to live on the food that I eat, but I'm going to live on the word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm learning how to be attentive. I'm emptying myself out. These kind of things are things that invoke the presence of God in a way that you learn him. So in, in the days before, our, our, some of you aren't old enough for this, but there used to be a time when a phone would ring and you pick it up and there's no caller ID on there. How many of you were alive in those days? Okay, all right, good for you. But, but often, you pick up and say hello, and they say, hey, and you know who it is without them saying, hey, this is. Why? Because you have enough relationship with them, you know their voice. Right? So, so if you were a kid playing on the street like I did growing up or in the neighborhood, and I had more struggle than most kids with this, but, but there could be a whole lot of noise, but if your mom yelled your name, you knew that's my mom and I better get moving because I knew that voice. Right? Even if it was kind of muffled, what did they say? Oh, that was my mom. You've you got to get that way with the Holy Spirit. That you can discern him above all the other noise of the world. And by the way, will there not be contending spirits for your attention? Absolutely. You've got to learn him. Because what does the devil do? He masquerades as an angel of light. And he will try to trick you into following his way and his plan. you got to learn the voice of the Holy Spirit. Again, at first it starts here. Then it starts with being a person of prayer, a person of worship. At times when you feel led, a person of fasting. These, uh, to me, I think we need to get past 
these kind of things as, as, as Christian chores, these are about the intensity of intimacy. Did you realize what you're doing when you pray? You are invoking the God of the universe in a very personal way. That's an intensity of relationship. You know that? When you worship, you're worshiping in a very personal way the God of the universe. That's, that's intensity of relationship. You see what I mean? You've got to spend time in this stuff. Again, it's not, not, not to have to uh, check mark hours off, but taking time to pay attention to him. Right? So, so God has given us his word, right? He's given this to us. He, he, he's taught us how to pray. He says that we'll do things like fasting until he comes again, right? We are, we are taught in the, in the scriptures to, to be people of worship. These are ways that God has given us to pay attention to him. That's what they are. These are connectors. They're strength builders. They're relationship builders that God has given us. Why? To, to be with him and to learn him and allow those things to shape our lives. So often, again, we have people that say, okay, you know what, um, Lord, I need an answer here, and I need an answer here, and I need you to speak to me here, and I need you to do this. And I, Those are all great things. But if you're not paying attention to him outside of that stuff, A, it's going to be hard to discern him. B, you're just kind of using him to get what you want and ignoring him the rest of the time. That's not what he is. I only go to the ATM machine when I need money. You know when the last time that was that I went and hung out with the ATM machine, pulled up a chair, brought some pizza? Never. The ATM is only good for me when I want something. Don't treat God that way. He's not the great ATM machine of this guy. I only pay attention to him when I need something. No, you, know, you need to pull up a chair, get some pizza out, make an offering, and eat some. And spend time with him. Worship him. And if he says, hey, you're supposed to be fasting, then put the pizza down and fast. Right? Then you get to know him. The, the greatest joy of life is to know the God who created you. Now, now again, as we were saying the last Wednesday, we were in that psalm about the biggest way that you're blessed is the forgiveness of your sins. If you stop there in your relationship with God, you just got something from him that you needed. Right? He forget You needed it. You knew it. You, you asked for forgiveness. Something brought you to that moment. And you are blessed. But don't stop with just receiving the forgiveness. Now what does that mean for you? The God of the universe forgave you. He loves you so much that he wants that relationship. That we begin to grow and get to know him. That's what he's after. Remember, remember the, the series on images of salvation? One of the biggest images of salvation that happens because we're saved is reconciled relationships. That's an ongoing life of living with him in a very personal and intimate way. Very personal. But just like any other relationship you have, and you know this, if you don't pay attention to it, eventually it dies. It falls apart. It breaks down. Things get in the way. Right? 
And it's, you know, uh, when two people get married, uh, it says this in, in, in the Old Testament, Jesus uh, uh, says it again, he says, what God has brought together, let man not what? Separate. You see, in, in my relationship with God, because I am what? The bride. He is, let nothing separate this relationship that has been joined together. Let nothing separate it. Let nothing get in the way. Distraction, life, issues, problems, things that come up, other things that, that I think are good but grab my attention. Let nothing bring a separation. In that, i got to pay attention. i got to be with them. And whatever that means for you, I, I, by the way, is one of my, what I've, I've been praying and wanting to learn. I want to learn what it means when, when the, Paul writes, pray without ceasing. I'd love to learn how to do that. I'm still figuring that out. What does it mean to pray without ceasing? I think there's some things about action of life and things. But, but I want to be a person that's very tentative to my relationship with God and also been very open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That when he speaks, I know that it's him and I know I can go full on in faith. Even if it feels like I'm stepping off a cliff. It's okay. It's in faith because he, he said go. I want that. So for me personally, it's the morning. I get up and I make sure that I'm attentive. I pay attention. Why? Because I'm a morning person. And I pray, I spend time in the Word, okay? Maybe you're an evening person, you're a night owl. Okay, that's fine. Maybe you're only good in the middle of the day, that's fine too. Whatever works for you. But when you learn to take time and be attentive, then that teaches you how to be attentive in an indirect way the rest of your day. I'm very direct in my relationship with God when I'm reading my Bible, when I'm, when I'm praying, when I'm fasting. But that teaches me how to be attentive in an indirect way the rest of my days. That's pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Very indirectly, always being in that communion with God, even if I'm not personally, purposely right then praying. It's an ongoing communion of relationship. Why, why do we worship when we come together? Because we're reminding you this is the way to live. Do this when you're not here. That's why we do it when we come together. Equipping, training, right? Why we spend time in the Word? Not just you, so you just hear when somebody's up here speaking, but it gives you enough to go with when you're not here to get in this thing and be confident the Holy Spirit can lead you when you're doing it. You're being trained, you're being equipped, right? That we live a life with Him. So I want you, I believe that God can lead each one of you in the way that he wants to. I believe that. I'm, there's nobody here that's beyond whether uh, um, you, think, you think you're not good enough or you don't, you don't think you understand things enough or whatever your excuse might be. I don't think there's any excuse for you not to learn the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. You can be like Paul. You're, you're going about your life. He said, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit says, no, no, no. I forbid you to do that. But wait a second. Me going to Asia and preaching the gospel, that's a good thing. Well, I forbid you to go there. Oh, okay. All right. I, I, tr I trust you that you took me and went like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk this way. 
Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Don't go there. Really? Okay, but that was going to be a good thing too. Yeah, sure, taking the gospel there would have been good. But he had a better plan, a bigger plan, a different reason. Now, Now you have a vision. I don't believe that is beyond any of you. I believe each one of you can have that kind of relationship with Jesus that the Holy Spirit will lead you in that kind of way. I believe that. I believe when you come to him, it was a decision in your life that you need an answer, that you're going to get your answer. I believe that. I believe that when, when you have a, a tough moment that you've got to do something in a certain way and you're not sure which path to take, that he'll instill wisdom. I believe that. I believe that he will be with you in the steps of your days if you pay attention to him. Nobody here is beyond that. That's what I believe. If, if we could not live that way, we would never make it in our society. Wouldn't, wouldn't happen. We need his leading every single day. Amen? So that's what I believe. So we're going to talk about these things over the next handful of Wednesdays, but be a person of the word and be a person of prayer. Learn him. So when his voice comes, the conviction is there, the wisdom is being instilled, you know it is him. Right? And by the way, you know that the competing voices of your life, a lot of them are well-meaning, you know that? Not every competing voice is, is, is the plan of the devil to destroy you. Some, some of it actually sounds pretty good. Like one time when I was very young in ministry, I preached a Sunday morning service. When service is over, I was packing my stuff up, and this guy came up and said, you know what, You're called, you are definitely called to be an evangelist. Man, it's all over you. And I was like, no. There was nothing ill-meaning in that right there, but it was competing voice to what God had told me about my life. And I knew enough even at that young age to say, this is what I know God said versus what this well-meaning person said to me. So I was able to go, oh, that's nice. And, but to learn him enough to know, no matter what kind of competing voice it is, that this is what God is saying, this is what God is doing, this is what God is up to in my life. Amen? How many believe that, that God can lead you that way? Anybody? Good. All right, let's all stand up and let me, let me pray and close us out tonight. Well, you got some, something that you see every morning. Hopefully it's the bathroom mirror or something like that. Um, something you, you see every day, right, in the morning. If you have to, remind yourself, write it, put a note, do something on the, on the fridge. Just put, pay attention. To remind yourself, today I'm going to pay attention to the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm going to pay attention. I'm, I'm going to be listening Amen? Lord, Lord, we thank you that, that you are personally involved with each one of us. Lord, you just, just save us and just kind of kick us out there and hope we make it, but you're with us every step of the way. And I, I pray, Lord, that as, as a people, Lord, as a people, your children, the people of God, that, that royal priesthood, that holy nation, that peculiar people, the people belonging to you, that we live our every days in step with the Spirit, paying attention to the Spirit, 
and that we're people that are guided by you. First, Lord, in those paths of righteousness, I pray everybody in this house that the conviction of the Holy Spirit is very strong and sharp within each, each one of us. And I pray, Lord, that anybody here that has been pushing that conviction aside in certain areas of their life, Lord, that they allow it to be strong and clear and they live in it in obedience. And I pray, Lord, that we're all walking these paths of righteousness, as that great psalm says, and because it's for your name's sake. But then as we're living in the paths of righteousness, all these different things that we encounter in life, that we just need direction, we need help. And, and beyond that, Lord, the, the, the specific things that you're calling each one of us to, I pray we live in that leading of the Holy Spirit. Again, that we're your people who are led by you. Lord, and we thank you for your personal involvement in each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, if you need, have prayer needs, please come down tonight. We'd love to pray with you. If not, come bowling Friday night. We'll see you there. Um, have a very good day or two till we see you. Sunday morning, we're going to finish out. Well, not quite finish out, but sharing your faith. We're going to be back on that. We'll see you Sunday morning. <laughs>